Hello, and thank you for joining us on our Inspire Church podcast. It's our prayer that this message inspire you, that it builds your faith, and that it can help you see how God desires to move in your life. Enjoy the message. Today, we want to talk about living a life with the peace that God has designed for us to walk in. You see, our heart for this series would be that we travel light, that we travel light through this Christmas season, that we let go of stuff that, that we don't need to be carrying so that we could walk out and, and, and enjoy what the real meaning of this season is. But also moving into 2020, that we would walk in, not carrying some of the things that maybe we've held on to this year, but we could go and travel lightly into the year to come. You see, peace in the Hebrew word means shalom, meaning harmony, wholeness, completeness, prosperity, welfare, and tranquility. Who likes that word? That just rolls off the tongue, right? Tranquility. Have tranquility, everybody. And, uh, but biblical shalom refers to an inward sense of completeness or wholeness. You see, it's amazing that you could have a whole bunch of craziness going on externally, but yet still have peace. That is what true godly peace would look like. That it wouldn't be determined by what the external circumstances look like, but it would be determined because we're in relationship with the God who is the Prince of Peace. Peace is not something you have to find. Peace is not something you have to pray for and you need to storm heaven for and rebuke hell. No, no, peace, you already have it. It's inside of you. The peace of God is within you and you just need to choose to walk in it in Jesus' name. You see, in Hebrews 6, verse 22 to 26, Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons to bless the people of Israel with a special blessing. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you His favour and give you peace. My prayer this morning would be that God would smile upon us, that we would know His favour, that we would know His grace, that we would know His peace. God smiles upon you this morning. You might feel far away from God. You might feel like you, you, you don't even know God that well or your world externally could be looking a little bit crazy. But this morning, I wanna declare over your life, God is smiling upon you in Jesus' Name. God's favour is all over you. God's presence is all over you. The Prince of Peace is within you and you can live in peace. You see, Israel really experienced an outward peace. You see, they were slaves for many years. There's no peace in that. Even when Moses went and freed them, you know, that took a, a series of miracles before Pharaoh actually let his people, the Israelites, go. And when they did go, they were then confronted with the Red Sea in front of them and the Israelite army with all their might coming behind them. And they start complaining, God, you should have left us back in slavery. It's funny how, how, how God does the miracle and then we find ourselves in another situation where externally things seem to be going astray and we forget the peace of the miracle that once took place. But you see, even though they're in the midst of battle, even though they were in the midst of the craziness and even when they did, God came through again. They then walked through the wilderness for 40 years. God had to continually provide. Even when they finally did walk into the promised land, it was battle after battle after battle that God came through for them. It's amazing, I've been reading that just through that over these last few weeks and the amount of, amount of just God go and just dominate, dominate that city and take over this city. And it's like, man, this is ruthless. It is brutal back then. And, uh, but yeah, even in the midst of external 
craziness, they were able to have inward peace because of God's presence. You see, it's God's presence that brings peace. It's not our circumstances. It's God's presence that brings peace, not what your bank balance says. It's God's presence that brings peace, not what the doctor report would say or what your family situation looks like or how your marriage may be. It's God who brings that peace. Key thought this morning, peace is not the absence of trouble, but God's presence in every situation. We think I'm in peace when I have no trouble, when my world is awesome. But no, no, God says peace is not the absence of trouble. It's God's presence right in the midst of the circumstances that you're going on. The circumstances that you're living in. Psalms 23 verse 1 to 6, For the Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. I believe this morning, people, you're feeling burnt out from the year. I declare God's strength to be upon you in Jesus' name. Over your circumstance, you feel like you have got nothing left. You're at the end of, your, end, of, end of the road, end of the rope, whatever terminology you wanna use, but declare God's strength over you in the name of Jesus. Come on, we gotta choose to grab a hold of it. We gotta choose to walk in it in Jesus' name. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honour to His name. Even though I walk through the, val- through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemy. You honour me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. Come on, overflowing of God's blessing in Jesus' name. Come on, that's what we're called to walk in. Overflow of God's blessing. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. I love that. Surely your, what, your goodness. God, your love, what will it do? It will pursue you. It's not just sitting there waiting for you to have to go and grab, okay, here's God's love. Okay, I'll take that and I'll take His goodness. No, no, no. The Word says it will pursue you. You know what happens when something, when you're pursued, they're gonna run you down. They are chasing you. They're doing all they can to catch up with you. Normally you're pursued by a lion. That's why I don't ever go to South Africa. Here in Australia, pursued by a brown snake. Uh-huh. Normally you're being pursued by the police to you know, give you a ticket. Yes, happy Christmas. No, it wasn't me. <laughs> but this pursuit is a good pursuit. God's love, His goodness pursues you in the name of Jesus. I love this passage, Psalms 23. It's an amazing picture of God's peace for our lives. Peace that can only come from God. A peace that surpasses all understanding. All understanding. So often how many people know that in God, there's lots we don't understand. There's situations that take place and we're like, that's not what I asked for. That's not what I was believing for. The thing that I was believing for was this, but yet the opposite happens and we struggle to understand it. Come on, God's peace is not about whether or not you understand it. It's about would you choose to walk in it? Come on, God's peace will come even when you don't understand it. God doesn't say, when you understand, then you will receive my goodness, then you'll receive my peace, then you'll receive my blessing because if that was the case, we would never receive it because our minds can't understand the way God works. God says it's above our understanding. We won't understand, but yet we've got to choose to live a life of peace, the peace that is already within us. This Christmas season, Jesus is the reason for the season, right? Right? You would think this would be the season like no other that has peace. It's Christmas time. Come on, we get to eat great food. 
get to receive gifts and give gifts. Some like receiving more than giving. We get to go on holiday, have time off work. We get to spend time with family. Man, it's a, you would think this season would be like the most peaceful time of the year. However, I think for many of us, Christmas time is the most stressful time of the year. And the time of year that has often the least amount of peace. Let, let me show you why. You never have enough dollars to buy the gifts that your kids want. All the parents, amen. If you're, if you're, if, if you're a child or you're a teenager, your parents never have enough money to give you the gift that you want. Right, my, parent, my parents, my kids are a little bit older now, and so uh, they say, Dad, can we have money? I say, sure, go and get a job. You can have all the money in the world you want for Christmas. Come on now, Parenting 101, parents, write that down, take a note, how to, give your, how to bless your kids at Christmas time. Bless them with the opportunity to work and earn their own money. And then you charge them board as well. My brother said, my 15-year-old's working. He goes, oh, you're charging them rent? I'm like, no, but that's probably a good idea. <laughs> I remember when my kids were younger and they were like the, the, you know, the toddler age and you know, early primary age and you take them to the shops, it would be a, you know, a few days or a week or two out from Christmas and they would see something they want and, and they grab a hold of it like, Dad, 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 can you buy me this? Uh, no. But Dad, I really need it. What you need to do, son, is put it back on the shelf. No, 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 but, but, but I, I really need it. Please, can I have this? It's Christmas time in a few weeks. They have no comprehension of a few weeks. They said they want it right now. Put it back. And then they start tantruming and they're rolling on the ground. I really want it. Put that thing on the shelf. You're making me look like I'm a bad parent. There's no peace in that. I went Christmas shopping to the mall on Friday. It was probably better than Saturday. But Westfield will bless you with three hours free parking. Right? I like to shop, as I've said many times, but I never go over three hours parking. I had to pay for parking. I was there longer than three hours, not because I was loving shopping, no, no, because it was a madhouse in there. It was crazy. People were running, pushing, trying to steal my presents off me so they didn't have to pay for them. Then you go to pay parking and then you get to the boom gates and you know, and you got to pay for it. And it's like, what's going on here? This is not peaceful at all. This is a crazy season. We eat too much, we enjoy the food and then we have to bless Jets Fitness because we have to pay a year membership to lose all the weight that we've put on. There's no peace at this time. Happy birthday, Jesus. Humanity's created chaos that drives us all crazy. Even though we're supposed to remember that Jesus is the real meaning of the season. They did. But yet, it is all about Jesus. He did come so that we could have a relationship. He came as a baby, born in a manger. In the stables, most people expected that he would come as this amazing king dressed in armor with an army behind him that would bring peace, that would change humanity as we know it. But yet he comes as an ordinary person like you and I entered this world. He lived like you and I lived through this life. He lived as a fully human, but yet never sinned. He lived with, with people. He did life with people. He did miracles for people. And then eventually he died. So why? So we could have life in him. He took every one of our sins. He was blameless. Every one of our sins upon himself so we could have a relationship with him. Then three days later, he rose again, putting it back in the devil, saying, there you thought you won, but actually I have the victory in Jesus' name. I have the victory in Jesus' name. Come on, there are times when our life can be in a mess and we need to put it back in the devil's face and say, remember what Jesus did? He died three days later, he rose again. He took authority over every sickness, over every weakness, over every struggle in Jesus' name. And I will choose. I will choose to live life with the peace of God that is within me, even though I may not understand. 
See, it's impossible for us to experience true peace when we expect perfection. We live a life where we're trying to have everything perfect. Perfection and making sure that we're allowing God to work on us to be a better person, two different things. We need to allow God to work on us so we continue to be more and more like Him. The things in our life that are not honoring to God, we need Him to come, our character, what we say, the way that we live life, the choices that we make. But when we strive for perfection, when we will say, I'm not gonna move until things are perfect, then you know what, we limit and we, all we do is we create stress. Why? Because we will constantly feel like we're living below the mark. I feel that heaps. Where I, muck, where, where, where I muck up, where I make mistakes, where I do things I shouldn't. God, I can't believe I've made that same mistake again. God, I can't believe. I can't believe that, God, I've been living 19 years and I'm still making those same mistakes. I can't believe that I've done this. We strive for perfection instead of striving for perfection. How about we strive and how about we look and we hang out and we pursue our relationship with Jesus because ultimately He is the one who's perfect. So He is the only one that can cause your life to be a life of perfection. He is the only one that can cause your life to be one that's full of peace. When we look to Him as the King of Kings, as the Lord of Lords, as the Prince of Peace, instead of striving for perfection, how about we strive and we work hard and we look and we do everything we can to have our relationship with Jesus be right in the forefront of our life so then we can live the lifestyle of perfection that he has caused us and wants us to live there's no perfect job so stop looking for one there's no perfect boss although Pastor John 99.9% perfect picture of perfection just about there's no perfect marriage although my wife's pretty cool there's no perfect kids. I'm telling you, can I, can, I, can I share one of my frustrations with my kids? I love them. I've got three boys. Can they please just close doors? Close the cupboards? Close the dishwasher? Put dishes away, that's all I ask. Very simple, it's all I ask. Turn off the light even, that would be cool. Save power. I pay for it, not you. How about you just turn off the light? How about instead of you know, opening the cupboard doors and cleaning me out of all the food, now I have to go to the groceries, at least close the door so I can't see the fact you've cleaned me out of all the food. And then you leave the crumbs, not only on the plate, but all over the table. And you leave the plate on the table. Sarah, come on. So, it's so simple. I don't ask for much. There's no perfect kids. There's no perfect friends. There's no perfect family. There's no perfect bank balance. We pray for God to take us out of the situations that we're in, but God is waiting for us to ask Him in to the situations that we're in. We say, God, take me out of this addiction. God, take me out of this this. this the way that my life is, Lord God, take me out of it, God. When you take me out of it, then my life, I'll have peace. It'll be perfect. It'll be awesome. But your God said, no, no, instead of asking me to take you out of it, how about you ask me to come into it? Because it's only when I'm in it that I can get you out of it. It's only when I'm in it that you can find true peace. It's only when I'm in it that you'll find your breakthrough. The moment we continue to sit there and wait for God to remove the situation, instead of asking Him to come in, we don't see anything happen. And we get frustrated and we wonder why. See, Jesus doesn't always deliver us from the situation, but He is faithful to meet us in it. Psalms 23 verse 4 says, even though I walk through the darkest valley. It doesn't say if you walk through, but it says even though you walk through it. So in other words, we will all walk through it. We will all have seasons of trial. 
we'll all have seasons where we feel like we're going through the valley, but yet the peace of God is in you. The peace of God is already there for you. You just need to choose to grab a hold of it in Jesus' name. Because he says, I will not be afraid for you walk close to me. Even though I walk through the valley, I will not be afraid because I know God walks close to me. I know you are with me. I know you're guiding my steps. I know that you're helping me through it in Jesus' name. It's not about waiting for the pathway to, of peace to appear. It's about living a lifestyle of peace. It's not about when I find peace. It's about walking in peace through every season. Remember, key thought, peace is not the absence of trouble, but God's presence in every situation. A few keys on how to walk in peace. You need to change your focus. All of us at times, we need to just stop and look, what am I focused on? What am I focused on? Because what you focus on, what you look at, will get bigger in your life. And the more you focus on what's happening externally that may be in a mess, that may be full of chaos, the more you focus on that, the bigger that'll get. The more the stress will be, the more out of control your life will feel like, the more you'll feel depressed and upset and unhappy. Why? Because we're focusing on the wrong thing. Hey, things may be a mess around you, but yet when we choose to lift our eyes above our circumstances, above, above our addictions, above what our bank balance says, above what the doctor report says, and we look to Jesus as the one who, where the victory is found, we look to Him, then watch what He'll do. When you focus on Him instead of your problems, He is faithful to come through. He is faithful to break through. He is faithful to in the right time and His timing to all of a sudden, bam, you walk out of that season, you go, wow. I can't believe I come out of that. I've had many times in my life where I've had walked through tough seasons and I think now about the things that I've had to walk through and I thought, man, I can't believe I came out of that. In the midst of it, it's tough, it's challenging, it's hard, I hate it. But when I'm out of it, I just have a look, I'm like, wow, God, you are actually so faithful. You are actually a good God. Wow, I cannot believe I came out of that and I actually had, was able to have peace in the midst of it. Why? Because ultimately, Choose to look at Jesus. Choose to change your focus. Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. And here it is, verse 2. We do this by what? Keeping our eyes on Jesus. Not keeping your eyes on your circumstance, but keeping your eyes on Jesus, the perfecter of your faith, the Prince of Peace, the God who is in control, the God whose love for you is unconditional, whose plans for you are phenomenal. But we've got to choose to change our focus and look to Him. Second thing is we need to change our circumstances. Sometimes we need to remove the things that we do because it's robbing us. It's robbing us of our peace. It's robbing us of our joy. You see, if we keep doing what we've always done, you're going to keep getting the same results. The only way to change the results that you're getting is to change some things in your life. So if you don't like where your life is at, if you don't like uh, the outcome of your life and the situations you find yourself in, then change your circumstances. Do something different. Because as you do something different, as we go to God and say, God, and, and you know what, the first key, get our eyes on Jesus and then say, Jesus, what do you want me to do? 
What are the circumstances that I need to change so I can outwalk and walk in this life of peace that you've called me to? But you see, the problem is, is we get so caught up in what's going on around us and the emotions that, that, are, that are living within us that continually rage back and forth. We get caught up in that, that we miss what the actual root issue of the problem is. And we don't ever see what the things that we need to change because we're just focused on what's in front of us. When we focus on Jesus, He will highlight the things, the circumstances that you need to change in your life so you can live a life of peace that you already have. Third thing is we need to fight against negativity. Negative people will not live, life in, will not live a life of peace. Negativity is one of the biggest strategies of the enemy to rob you of that life to rob you of the joy that God has for you. And the problem with negativity is that we don't see it. We don't see it coming. It starts by a little offense. It starts by a little, little, little negative comment. And we don't do anything to address it. And it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until it's consuming your life and it's robbing you of the life that God has called you to live. That's negativity. The problem is with negativity is that you know, oh, I have every right to complain about my situation because, oh, you know, it is bad. Hey, maybe it is, but yet my word says there's power in the life. Life and death is in the power of our tongue. What you speak over your life will happen. You have the ability to create. You have the ability to create blessing. You have the ability to rob yourself of blessing by what you declare. Yeah, but I'm just talking to my friend. I'm talking to myself. You're still creating. You're still declaring. So we need to watch what we say. We need to get out of negativity. It is, it is robbing a generation of life. It is robbing society of living a life of peace that God has designed for it to live. Yeah, the other thing is, yeah, but I'm not negative. Yeah, but how about your friends? Show me who you hang out with. I'll show, I'll show you where you'll be in five years. If you're hanging out with negative people, it will affect you. It, can, it, it cannot affect you. It will affect you. Make sure you have positive people around you. Proverbs 4, verse 23 to 24, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. Negativity will rob you of your faith. Come on, we need to guard and fight against it with everything that we've got. The last thing is we need to remember the small victories. God's constantly, constantly, I believe, working in our lives. Little miracle here, little answer to prayer here, a change of circumstances here, provision here. Often we don't see it because it's not the big miracle we're believing for. But yeah, we need to celebrate the small victories because it's the small victory that will increase your faith to believe for the bigger victory. If we've never had the small victories, then we'll struggle to believe for the big victory because it's so massive, it's so huge. But yet we need to recognise the small things that God's done so then it can move us into the bigger things that God has for our life. The other thing is never forget, never forget the miracles and the victories that God has in your life. Because it's so easy, like the Israelites got freed of slavery, but yet they quickly forgot the moment they hit a roadblock, the moment there was a bit of trouble, they quickly forgot, complained, wanted to go back to slavery. Don't ever forget. If they had just remembered, that's right. God delivered us once. He'll do it again. God broke through once. He'll break through again. God took me out of the situation once. He'll take me out of the situation again. God provided financially for me. When I had nothing, He'll provide for me again. Remember the small victories. How about in your marriage? What, about, what are the small victories? You want your husband to 
completely changed. Celebrate the small things, the little steps, the fact that you put the toilet seat down. Mm-hmm. For me and my kids, the fact that, hey, if they can get the plates in the, in the sink, at least it's not in the dishwasher, but hey, at least it's off the table. Probably I should celebrate that. That's what I got convicted about when I was putting this together. Like, oh, celebrate the small victories. When we put our problems in God's hands, He puts peace in our hearts. Come on, key thought again. Peace is not the absence of trouble, but it's God's presence in every situation. Can we stand to our feet this morning? Come on, all over this place, can we lift our hands towards heaven? Come on, from the front to the back, left to the right. I'd love to, the honour to pray with you this morning that you'll be filled with God's peace. No matter what your situations are, no matter what season you're in, that God's peace would just flood your life in Jesus' Name, that the peace that is already within would come forth, that we would choose to take our eyes off our circumstances and look to Him in Jesus' Name. Lord, I pray for every person here, God, from the youngest to the oldest, Lord, those watching online, Lord, I declare that Your peace would flood all over their lives in Jesus' Name. Lord, that peace of God that comes when we say yes to You, when we come into a relationship with You, God, I pray You'd bring it forth in Jesus' Name. Lord God, where we've chosen to look at our circumstances that are before us, this morning we repent of that in Jesus' Name. And Lord, we break its power, we break the negativity. Lord God, where we need to change our circumstances, I declare that You would speak on people's lives this morning in Jesus' Name. That Lord, You would highlight what paths to take, what choices to make. Lord, in this season, that Lord, our bank balance would be blessed, that our families would be blessed. Lord, that we would find peace in the midst of this season. In Jesus' Name. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Come on, I get a sense there's a weight just sitting on some people here this morning. God wants to remove it in Jesus' Name. You feel like you're weighed down. You feel like you're so heavy. It's like you can't get up and walk because of this weight that's sitting on top of you this morning. I just see God's hand lifting it straight off you in Jesus' Name. Reaching down from heaven and pulling that weight straight off you. He doesn't just hold it over you. No, He throws it down and, he sma- and that thing smashes so it's no longer over you. Come on, God, I pray and I rebuke that in Jesus' Name. Lord, the weights that the enemy would try and put upon us, we break its power in the Name of Jesus. We lift it off people's lives all over this place. In the Name of Jesus, we declare this morning that people would walk in Your peace, would walk in freedom. Stand up tall in Jesus' Name, son and daughter. Stand up tall. Because He is the King of kings. He is a good God. He is an amazing God. He is a God of peace. Choose to stand up. Stand up as the rightful son and daughter of the most high God in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Thanks again for joining us. If you have any questions or simply for more information regarding Inspire Church, visit us at inspirechurch.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. It's our prayer that you live inspired by the Word of God and more alive in Him than ever before. Until next time.